This podcast is sponsored by FlashFilmAcademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. This is a Flash Film Media Podcast. It is your guy, Ty, Black by Popular Demand. And today we got something really simple to talk about. It's one simple rule. One simple thing you can do while speaking to someone that's interested in your product or service to to determine whether or not you're wasting time or you're actually getting a legitimate client. So, you know, this is real simple. Something to keep in the back of your head. A little psychology for you that we're going to talk about today. That's really, really easy. I promise you, you'll learn it in about 30 seconds. But first, you know what we got to do. We got to roll that intro. So let's go ahead and let's roll that intro and get right to it. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera... Buckle up, because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. Perfect. My name is Ty Turner, and if this is your first time on this channel, you got to know what this channel is about. It's about turning your passion into profit. There's other channels you can go to to be better photographers and videographers, and we love those channels. But this channel here is to help to design to uh, it's designed to help you get that bag. It's about that bread. It's about the money side, the business side of the industry. And that's what we talk about here most. OK, let's get right into it because we're, we're not going to do a long live today. But I want to make sure you guys are aware of this simple trick. You guys heard of me say E over E, which is education over entertainment. Well, guess what? When I'm talking to a client, it's called P over P. And whatever P they have over the other P determines where their mindset is. That P is price. If they talk about price over product, price over procedure, I know they're not ready to buy. They're just window shopping, right? Because a client that needs something done cares more about the product, the procedure, and what's next than they do the price. When you call, if you got a birch pipe in your house and you're calling for plumbers, you want to talk about how soon can they get out here? What's the process? Can they fix it? Then we'll worry about the price later. Even if your your funds are limited, you still want to make sure you can get the job done. And then you'll talk about price. And if you don't have the money, you'll probably find a way to get the money. You won't strictly talk about price first. So you go, you know, you want to make sure you want to make sure that when you're talking to a client and they're asking questions, they care more about what the finished product will be. They care more about what you can do and how you can create content for their brand more than they care about what the price is. When you go buy a car, if it's the car you want, they don't even talk about price or payment or down payment until last, until after you test drive it. They kind of walk you through that formula on purpose. They force you to go through the product before you talk about price. Even if you're like, hey, what's the price of this car? Well, we... We'll talk about that later. Or, hey, you know, they start at this price. 
or hey, you know, the average price is normally this one, you know, so they know how to kind of force you down that path. But us as content creators, when we're working with clients, we're like, hey, I want to get headshots of my family and blah, 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 or whatever. Anybody that come forward and say, how much is it for headshots? They're not they're not looking for headshots right now. And they're they're looking to just put a price in the back of their head to shop it, to compare it. If they're coming to you asking you, what's, hey, I, you know, what do you think is a good type of headshots for your, your resume or for LinkedIn or whatever? They're looking to buy now. They deserve more of your attention. So why is this even important, right? Because you're going to get to a point where you're going to get a lot of clients. You're going to get overwhelmed with people who want to kick the tires and ask questions. Um, you want to make sure that you spend time with the right people, right? So let's give you a, a dating uh, analogy to go with it. And I'm going to use the ladies this time. You know, I'm going to use the ladies this time. If you got a guy that you meet and he's talking about, the wrong stuff more than he's talking about having a relationship, getting to know you, you know what he's here for, right? What you doing tonight? Uh, what you doing after this? Hey, uh, I was thinking maybe we can go back to the, he's not trying to have a relationship with you. He's trying to do other things. Clients work the same way, right? People tell what their intentions are the same way. You just have to determine what they're looking for and disqualify them. Right. So a lot of times in sales, they have a technique called go for the no. Right. Sales is, is usually a game of numbers. It's just kind of like dating. Go for the no. Find out who's disqualified those who don't deserve to be here and go on to the next person. Right. Kick them out. Go to what's next. Don't wait for. Don't wait for people to uh, waste a lot of your time. Let me, I just got a message. So I know what that message is. Every time I go live, somebody's like, yo, can you post a, trust me. There you go. So what's going on, everybody? I see people from Poland, silver Paul. Yeah, that's, that's, that's always my last words is we're not going to have a long live today. And then I look up and then it's two hours later and boom, bang, pow. So it's usually like that. Um, but today I promise you it's going to be short. My, uh, in my studio, we, we don't have AC. It's 103 degrees. I got a fan off. I got all my ACs, portable ACs off so you can hear me. And I'm toughing it out for you guys. Yeah, straight up. So um, that's why we're not going to have a long one because I'll be drenched in here in about 20 minutes. Either way, it's real important that when you talk to clients, you make sure you find this out. You make sure you go for the no. You make sure you listen to them, right? They're going to tell you what they want. Some some just want to talk cameras with you. I get a lot of people, a lot of people, they just want to talk cameras. Hey, uh, what do you think about the new A7S, whatever? How you, what, you know, or I get the usual, you know, my son wants to get into photography, what kind of camera should he get? An iPhone. So you got to be careful when you're dealing with clients, especially if it's somebody you bump into or run into who wants to talk to you about your business and what you do. It's very important that you put the P over the P and you understand it's not price over product, but it's product over price. Procedure over price, process over price. And you make sure you understand these things as you're having this conversation. Because look, I'm going to tell you, I'm to the point now I'm to the point now where when I have a conversation about somebody who I'm trying to disqualify you, right? Because I'm not the cheap guy. I'm not the cheap guy, right? I'm the, I'm the, the Lexus, I'm the Mercedes, you know, that's no problem. If you, if your budget is in the area of a Kia, 
No problem. No disrespect to Kia or anything, but let me point you in the right direction because I have things I have to do. Time is valuable, right? And I can't spend it with someone who is not really looking to do business with my brand. Some people just want to pick your mind. And you have to be able to figure this out. It's a chess game that as a business owner, as a salesman, as a CEO, you need to figure out and figure it out fast or you'll have an ongoing relationship of emailing, chasing, sending messages, calling somebody who never really wanted to do business with you. They just wanted to talk about business. Everybody likes to talk, talk business. Derek P says, Ty, thanks. Uh, I did, like you said, told a client my headshot prices and didn't say nothing. When she asked for my opinion, I got her to go up and pay for an hour instead of 30 minutes. Shoot, we, shoot was yesterday. She loved it and now wants uh, to use me again, but also her. Uh, oh, on her property, she sell. That's dope. Derek. So Derek is talking about a method I call it's, it's the price method, right? Whenever you say the price. Whenever you say the price two things you got to do. I tell people to put only in front of the price. So, you know, headshots are only 249, right? And don't say nothing else after you say the price. The first person to talk loss. The first person who say something lose. Because if you say anything after the price, you look like you're backpedaling or you're unsure of your your ability to be reassuringly expensive. That's what you that's the goal is to be reassuringly expensive. Right. Mercedes and Bentley's cost a lot of money because they're reassuringly expensive. You're, regardless if you know, most people who buy Bentley's don't really use every feature. They don't care about every feature. Right. They want to be exclusive. They want something that is reassuringly expensive. That's just what they want. Most people who buy MacBook Pros don't edit graphics and edit video. They just want the best of the best. And it's OK. Build your brand to offer the best of the best and be reassuringly expensive. So when you say your price, don't be ridiculous. Don't be a hundred dollar bottle of water. You know, be reassuringly expensive within your target audience. Now, your niche may be people between the ages of 25 and 30. They don't have a lot of money compared to somebody who target audience is people that are 55 or 45 to 55. They're, they're the breadwinners. So keep that in mind before you go overboard trying to do $700 headshots. Not saying you can't, but if you're in Idaho somewhere, it's going to be difficult. If you're an excellent photographer in L.A., you will probably have a shot. So when you when you say a price to a customer, don't say nothing. Just stand there and look at them. Smile at them a little bit. The price is three thousand five hundred and twenty two dollars for the two minute video or only. Let's look. So let me rewrap it. So for the two minute video, it's only three thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. First person say something lost because they're either going to move forward or they're going to give you an objection to overcome. If you say something, you're creating that objection. You don't want to do that. You don't want to say, oh, uh, uh, you want them to say, let's go for it. Or if they ask you more questions, well, how long, how many revisions do we have? That's perfect. That lets me know that the, the budget is not a problem. That tells me that I need to provide more value or, or answer more questions. And you're ready. Cool, because every question you throw at me, I can answer. I'm going to answer those questions. And then I'm going to ask you for the sale. I'm going to close the sale. You'll get three revisions with every video. In fact, you'll get, you know, blah, 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 blah. Would you like us to go ahead? You know what I'm saying? Like, then I'm going right into it. I'm going right into it. So it's something that you need to master 
you're a salesman. You got to be a salesman. You got to be more of a salesman than a photographer or a videographer. That's where a lot of people aren't good at. That's where a lot of photographers struggle. It's having the ability to sell their what they do. They just want to focus on being just this artistic beast of a composition creating whatever. No, sell what you do. Sell your services. Sell yourself. And and that's what you need to focus on. Real quick. Um, thought I had a comment pop up. So you want to make sure that you want to make sure that you you learn how to be good at that. That is what will. That's something that that little skill that you can practice, and practice with your family. Right, practice with your family. You got somebody in your family that you can do um, a walkthrough with. I do a lot of walkthroughs with family. Right. And they don't know exactly everything about my business. And they may have legitimate questions, just like somebody else who don't know exactly about their business. Tell tell somebody you do a walkthrough with. Hey, come to me and and request a video type, whatever type of video you want. And let's walk through it either. Hey, I don't you know. Hey, ma, I don't really sell that type of videos, but ask me something within this realm, a training video, whatever, whatever. And ask me that. And let's do a walkthrough. Get comfortable being reassuringly expensive, get comfortable, you know, going for the sale, get comfortable understanding what their needs are, even if they don't tell you directly, right? Get comfortable with that information, get comfortable disqualifying people. Everybody who show up ain't ready to buy, right? Everybody that show up, they're not ready. A lot of people just want to talk about it. A lot of people just want to pick your brain. A lot of people just want certain information and that's fine. Just not with me, fam. I got stuff to do. Matrix, good looking out on the super chat. Ty, how do you handle clients that change scope of the job after you've discussed price um, to use to watch tax? Real quick, I'm going to tell you, um, because my base price, because of the way my base price is set up, it's easy for me to fluctuate on price. Oh, you want to add another two hours? Cool. If you look at the proposal, instead of having you down for six hours, I'm going to take you to eight hours. That's fine. We can definitely we can definitely change because a lot of clients will try to slide some stuff in after you gave them the price. But if your price is based off the time you'll be there and the projects, it's easy to move it around. The price I gave you was for that project. You want to add a second video? Cool. We got to edit a second video. That's a different base rate. And that's two more minutes on top of it. Yeah, we can stay there an extra two hours to record it. But th- when they have the price breakdown, they can they can move all they want because I can point to it and say, OK, fine. That's what you need. Let me update that. Vi- let me update that proposal for you. Brought to you by the original Coca-Cola today. Just FYI. So that's something that's that's important. And if you have the base price, if you have the base price, then you're able to um, move around. You're able to move that price around. It's extremely important. Real quick, let's go to our high dollar sponsor as we move forward. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This video. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Well, just like that, we're black by popular man. We're ready to go. Okay, let's talk a little bit about. Um, let's talk a little bit about. I'm trying to reword what you said as far as the live streaming. With the live streaming, you I wouldn't live stream a property. I would just film it. I I wouldn't. I mean, you could live stream it, but I would just film it. Live streaming is easier. You only got to do it once, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? But I would I would just film it. If it was me, that way I can add graphics and things like that and they can show it however they want. I think a live stream, um, I'm not sure how much it would benefit real estate. I think if you film it, you can add some graphics, talk about the house, may work a little bit better. So, you know, may work a little bit better. Um, you want to make sure, yeah, make sure you're, see the problem with, with clients changing pricing is only if your pricing doesn't add up, if it doesn't make sense, if your pricing is not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? If it doesn't, if, if they can't look at it and determine how you got there, you haven't itemized it enough, then they'll try to wiggle stuff in. If, if you, if your pricing makes sense and it's not just a ballpark, uh, I'm going to charge you 15, you know what I'm saying? Like that, they're going to try to be like, okay, well, let me get more for my money. But if your pricing is itemized and it makes sense, just like when you're buying a car, you can't go to a dealership and look at a car and see the price and just see $30,000 and you'd be like, well, can you throw in the other wheels? And no, look at how the price breaks down. Those rims that's on there is 4,500. If you want those other rims, they're 5,500. So we can definitely do that if you want that, but it makes sense. It makes sense because you've itemized the bill and everything is listed. And for them to go and make changes, that's fine. No, listen, I, I love changes. Changes mean more money for me. I love changes. Welcome changes. Yes. Yes. You can change whatever you want, ma'am. We, we love change. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love it. Last minute changes. Oh man. Those are, those are good, good extra, good extra bonus. You want to add more locations? Perfect. You know what I'm saying? So that's something you want to do. I also include a travel fee. A lot of people don't know. I include a, I include a $50 travel fee because I come to you. $50. We got three locations. We got $50 per location. It is what it is. I got to go through tolls. I got to drive. I got to do all kinds of stuff. And that costs money. I got to go through tolls there and back. Depending on where it's at, I may do $20 in tolls. I need the fifty dollars is a travel fee if I'm coming to you. That's not including in the, in the price. So, and if you're further, it's going to be a higher travel fee. Something to think about. So something to definitely keep in mind and do. So as you as you work with the client, these are things that you gotta kind of lay out and talk about. 
You want to make sure you get that in front of the client. Right? Make sure clients understand and then make sure you got the contract to lock them in on that price. Remember, if you're doing deposits in 2020, you're wrong, right? If you did a deposit before COVID, trust me, you hurting, you feeling it. We do non-refundable retainers. Non-refundable retainers. We no longer do deposits, right? Because if you did 20 deposits before COVID, you did 20 deposits before COVID, guess what? You got to get that money back. If you do a non-refundable retainer, you don't, right? Because you held that date. You took that date off your calendar that you could have went and did something else. The client is more than welcome to move that date around. If 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 you booked a wedding with you, they're not canceling the wedding. They're not canceling the wedding. They're, they're going to move the wedding. So something to think about. You see, I got two live, two separate lives going on. Yeah, my channel is wilding right now. So it's all good. I can't see the, uh, let me see if I can pull up the messages in the other one. But, you know, it's just something to think about. It's something to think about. Let me make sure that's down so you guys aren't getting that. Yeah, there are there are two uh two chats for some reason. Um, so all right, let me see what's in the other chat because I missed a lot of stuff going on in the other chat. For some reason, I got this two two live feeds. So okay, there's all the questions. So something to think about. Something to think about. Let me go over the E over E again, because somebody asked what is E over E. E over E is education over entertainment, right? So what that means is the time, your your level of success in life will be judged based off of your ability to educate yourself more than entertain yourself. So if you want to watch an hour of Netflix, fine. Watch two hours of tutorials. You want to listen to music? Fine. On the way to work, listen to an ebook. On the way home, listen to music. Balance it out. Make sure you make sure you educate yourself as much as you entertain yourself. That's all I'm saying. You want to you really want to educate yourself more than you entertain yourself. You'll see your pockets grow and everything. Um, how do you track your hours with a client? I have a base price and then it's hourly uh, like you now. But should I use the honor system or is there a more efficient way? I use my I use my phone. To track it I literally have a clock running If I'm over I, I, I prorate by um, I prorate per 15 minutes So whatever your hourly rate Divided by 4 And if I go over You know 16 minutes Hey you just pay for an hour and a half You, you pay for 30 minutes So something to think about Somebody said cut the fan on We don't want you suffering I got one fan on If I cut ACs on You wouldn't be able to hear nothing So let me double check. How do you explain to a client that just two minutes isn't easy? You want to make sure clients have a goal in mind for a final video. You want to make sure that, you know, we're here to create a two minute video for you. Right. We're here to create a two minute video for you. We don't want to go over that. If we go over that, then we're just going to charge more. So something to think about. Real quick. Let me double check. Let me make sure I went through all the questions. All right. I got both chats up, so I got both questions popping up. Now, listen, you, you there's been times. Let me give you an example of a kicker I'll do, right? I'm going to give you an example of a kicker I'll do. If you want to close a deal, I'm going to give you this little tidbit. I'm going to give you this jewel real quick. Listen, sometimes I'll submit, um, I'll submit a proposal to a client, right? And in that proposal, 
I'll put, hey, we're running a, a August special. Everybody who pay their deposit before the end of August receive 5% off their total price. You know how many times people are like, let's go. 10% off their total price. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do little stuff like that just to get a kicker. So something to definitely consider. Oh, that was weird. Something to definitely consider. Hey, Ty, if you have an LLC um, that you want to use for different purposes, but have a website under a different name for clients, is that wise or should your website match your LLC? So technically, your website doesn't have to match your LLC. You can get a DBA to do business as something else under your LLC. So it's not it's not always uh, mandatory. What's the best way to attract high-end clients like Walmart? Um, Chris Lee asks, I'm going to be honest with you. The best way is not to attract them. The best way is to be wherever they're looking. That's the best way. The be- just, like, just like, listen, Walmart have plumbing issues, right? There's nothing you can do as a plumber to make. You can't walk into Walmart and say, yo, I'm here to fix your pipes. You can't do that. You can only be wherever they look to find a plumber. Same way you attract every client is be where people look when they're looking for um, they're looking for somebody to create content and then beat your competition. Have a great website, a great trap, period. The same way you find a plumber, right? The same way you find someone to fix your car. You search for auto repair in your area. You get about 50 different companies. And then you got to think about it. Like, like when next time you do a search for something, sit there and look at and think about why you picked a company over another company. Was it because they were closer? What made you pick them? And think about that as you work on your brand. So something to definitely think about. All right, I got two chats going, so I want to make sure I'm in both chats ask, asking both questions. You you want to make sure that you work hard to... to Because people think... The mindset of, of content creators who are new to business is that you can just run up on somebody and they're going to pay you to shoot. It don't work like that. You're, nothing in your life works like that. In fact, the last time somebody ran up on you and tried to sell you something, you was probably pissed off. Like, dude, where do you get out of here? When somebody knocked on your door and tried to sell something, you're like, get out of here. Somebody called your phone and tried to sell you something, you're like, get off my phone. Like, that never works. That never works. Nobody likes to be ran up on and sold something. We don't even like people to run up on us and give us stuff for free. People give us flyers and we like, I don't want this flyer. They give us coupons and save 20, save 50% off, whatever. And you sitting there like, even if it's a, like I tell you, I go to Boston Market, right? I love Boston Market for the life of me. I don't know why when they put out that extra receipt and they're like, yo, you can save 50% if you buy a meal on Saturday. I'm just annoyed. Like, how dare you give me an extra Cool. Like, I don't want this. I want my food. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're giving you 50% off. And you're still like, I don't want, you know what I'm saying? Like, bruh, just give me my food. People don't like being ran up and sold on. Even if they need it. Even if they need it. If you got in a car accident and a lawyer pulled over and was like, hey, I seen what happened. Here's my car. You're like, bruh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, my car totaled, bruh. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to nobody right now. So it's just something you got to keep in mind. That That method does not work. Anybody who tells you that's the way to do it is wrong. Now, there is a process where you can go after clients, cold clients. There is a process for that, right? If I network at an event 
and I and I reach out to clients via email or social media. But you got to realize this. The goal is to let them know you exist. The goal is not to pressure them to buy something. Right. The goal is to let them know you exist. That's why we have we have a code email. Um, I don't know if, if you guys are members on FlashFilmAcademy.com. We have a product that is five uh, emails that are pre-written for you to send to create leads. It's, it's designed to generate leads that are cold emails. And the purpose of them is to let clients know you exist so that when they need you, they know who to call. And that's the purpose of most commercials. Right. That's why most Coca-Cola commercials aren't saying go buy a Coke. We're just reminding you that if you're thirsty, there's a cold Coca-Cola at a store near you. That's it. We want, we just want you to keep us in mind. You know what I'm saying? Comcast commercials, you know, they have a call to action. But when you want cable, give us a call. You know what I'm saying? So something to think about. Something to think about. All right. Make sure I got both of them. Somebody said, you better give me that receipt from Boston Market. I'll take it. Media Smith. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, it took me a while to be like, okay, I guess I'll take this. It took me a while to do it. That's like chasing women. Don't chase clients. I'm going to tell you, Tommy. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a little trick, right? I'm going to tell you a little. We're going we're gonna, to, we're gonna, fellas, I'm going to go into the bro code a little bit. Ladies, please uh, disregard everything that you're getting ready to hear. Women do this too. I never, I never, I was never a club guy, right? Younger, wanted to go meet women. I never was a club guy. I had a nice car. I had nice clothes. I would sit outside the club and just lean on my whip. Like, yeah. Excuse me, ma'am. You know what I'm saying? I never went. For what? Loud music, you can't talk. You trying to buy somebody a drink. She don't even like you. Why? If you, if you, if you build it right, they'll come to you. Right. If you got a Lamborghini and you lean outside of a Lamborghini, they're going to come to you. Women do the same thing. They wear something cute. So they're like, boom, bang, pow. And they ain't got to say nothing to no guy. They can just look at him. He like, um, excuse me, ma'am. I noticed you're across. The-. Women do it all the time. Right. They do it with what they wear. So, guys, there's ways we can do it. We wear cologne. We get our hair cut. We do nice stuff. So all you got to do is look, look at a woman and she know like, hey, hey, hey. So it's just, you know, you got to build yourself. You got to work on yourself. Don't go out chasing people because they ain't going, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you'll chase somebody, you'll chase the wrong person and they'll just deal with you because you're convenient, but they don't really like you. They just like whatever. And then you wasted your time. So if, if you build it, they will come. Matrix photo design. Hey, Ty, thinking of splitting my rates, um, a day shoot for shooting and a rate for each final image. What do you think? Um, I don't like to do final images. I don't like to do image shots only because somebody can see all 20 of them and be like, I just want one. And now you're stuck with, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I, I personally don't like that because you can give, you can have your day rate and spend 20 hours with somebody and they can just choose one image and you've made less money. I, I like to do it based on time. You can have all the images. I can care less. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I going to do? What, what am I going to do with them? Nothing. Here's all the images. Here you go. But pay me for being there for a certain amount of time. That's just me. From one to 10, how much do you like the Canon R5? Four. I think it's a great photography camera, though I wouldn't get it over to Sony A7R4. 
I think it's dope camera. Um, four. I like. I'll give it a five. I'll be nice. I'll give it a five. I like Canon. I'm. I like Canon. I want. I. I want the the uh, C three hundred Mark II, but I don't want to spend ten grand. I just you know it is what it is. Um, I think the R five is dope. The overheating. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna be real with you. Right. Let's talk about the overheating issue. Fifty percent of the over. I'm gonna say seventy percent of the overheating issue is real. Right. Whether it be a limiter or a timer or something that comes on the camera before it's fully hot, I think that's real. And, you know, the R5 is designed to replace the 5D series, which is a workhorse. You would not. It's a workhorse, right? Canon's trying to push you to the 1DX or the C200 or whatever. The R5 should be a workhorse. The fact that it's not, Canon messed up by pushing the camera as a 8K camera. Canon should have just said, hey, this is our newest photography camera, um, and it shoots 8K for a small... You can you can get clips in 8K. They shouldn't have pushed it as a 8K dedicated camera. The, the camera... It's not that the camera is bad. It's that the way Sony put... I mean, the way Canon pushed it is bad. That's where the blunder is. That's where the, the fumble is in how Canon pushed this camera. The camera's not bad. So, and a lot of people say, well, can the camera be fixed with a, no, the firmware update may get you an extra 10 minutes, but no, you can't, you can't fix that. (laughs) That's a mechanical issue. You can't fix that with a, with a firmware. You can let the camera go a little bit longer, but you can't fix that with firmware. That'll never be fixed with firmware. There's no way you can change it. Um, what if Canon update will give 8K external recorder with no limits? That would be dope. However, the issue is with hardware. The HDMI port is not capable of that. And Canon, this is what people got to realize. Unlike Sony, Canon will not cannibalize its cinema lineup. It's, so, it's too much profit in its, in its cinema lineup. They can sell a C200 for 6000 it probably cost them twelve hundred to make that camera. It's pure profit. They will never cannibalize their their cinema lineup. You got to understand, they still want to drop a C one hundred Mark three one day. Like they will never cannibalize their cinema lineup for camera guys. They want you to buy both. I knew somehow, some way, there were going to be limitations on that eight K because they don't offer eight K in a C three hundred. Why would they give it to you on an R five? They don't want to cannibalize their own cinema lineup. However, Sony don't care. You see, there's no replacement for the FS5. There's barely a replacement for the FS7, which is the FX9. That's it. They don't care about nothing else. So you can believe that Sony, they don't have a cinema lineup until you get to the high Venice or the F55s, which is 30,000. They don't have a cinema lineup other than one camera that they worried about. So they about to bring it. A lot of people don't understand on my prediction. I predicted that the A7S 3 would drop and the A7S 4 would come real soon. I wouldn't be surprised if I seen the A7S 4 by NAB. That's going to be the real 8K. That's going to be the R5 killer because it's probably going to give you everything you're getting from the A7S 3 just at a higher resolution with no overheating. It's probably going to be a 6K or 8K. So... I'd be happy with like a 5.7K. I'd be happy with something like that. But Sony, listen, 
you gotta you gotta think about it like this too. When when Canon when Sony had its overheating issues with the A six thousand, the all the overheating four Ks, when Canon wasn't giving you four K, but Sony was, and all the Canon boys was like, "Oh, this Sony is crap. It overheats and blood." Sony said, "Okay, I got you." Now that the tables are turned. Oh, man, the Sony boys are riding the Canon boys right now. And that's what's happening. A lot of guys who use Sony riding Canon. Like, oh, y'all was talking all this junk about our, our cameras overheating. Look at you. Your, your flagship camera is trash money. So that's what you're getting a lot of. That's what you're getting a whole lot of. Um, do you think Sony will release the A7R5 this year? Nope. I think everything's coming by NAB next year. You'll probably see a new lineup. Blackmagic. Black Magic don't care either. They don't have a. They don't have. You know. They don't have multiple. Canon got too many cameras, right? Canon got too many cameras. They'll drop twelve cameras in a year: seventy Ds, eighty Ds, ninety Ds, seven Ds, seven hundred. Like yo, it's just it's too much. So and they don't come out in order. So you know what I'm saying? If you drop your flagship camera this year. Next year, you got to put out a camera under that. Like, you got to put out, a, if you drop a 1DX this year, next year, you got to drop a 5D that's not better than a 1DX. Well, between now and then, every camera is putting out 8K. So, how do you put out a competitive 5D, you know, camera that's not better than the camera you released a year ago, but still beating the competition? Like, it's difficult. Canon has too many cameras. They have too many cameras. I think the R6 is probably the best of both worlds. But I, I listen, I like Canon. I love the RF mount. I love what they're doing with the mirrorless lineup to a certain extent, but it's not enough to make me go back to Canon. It's not enough to make me go back to Canon. I will buy a C200 before I buy an R5 any day. That's just me. Um, I think they, they, they got to do some soul searching, man. They got to figure it out because whoever's running, whoever's, um, Whoever's steering that ship, it's too many. It's too many people involved with making a decision. From everything I heard, it sounds like overheating is ninety percent in the firmware. It's impossible. It's impossible. I'm gonna tell you why. So the firmware is telling the camera to cut off before it explodes, before it damages itself. The fact that it's heating up is is hardware. It's not a software. It's not bad software that can be written better to make it run smoother. That's that's kind of like putting software in your car. It's like updating your software and then you, your radiator can't handle your motor, right? Your motor's running, your radiator's running. You can't add software to a car. You can you can only add software to limit the motor output, to limit how much heat is generated by the motor by reducing horsepower. Yeah. If you if you reduce the car to three cylinders instead of six cylinders, yeah, it won't overheat, but you're not getting full quality out of it. You got to install a bigger radiator. It's a hardware issue. It's a hardware issue. It's not it's not a software issue. There's no way they would have released it if it was just a software issue. They would have delayed it or they would have came forward and say, hey, the R5 runs for 20 minutes. In the future, with firmware updates, you'll get more blah, 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 blah. Upcoming features. It's just not the case. That camera is limited and crippled on purpose. They have a whole cinema lineup to worry about. That's what people got to remember. This is a money move for Canon. It's enough to make you want to switch back. It's enough. They, 8K alone gets your attention. They never said they were going to give you a good 8K. 
They never they, they haven't given you good 4K other than the 1DX. What's the camera that gave you good 4K that didn't crop? They haven't on a DSLR. They they haven't given you that. They're not going to give you that. Canon guys are just in denial thinking that Canon's going to give you everything in a mirrorless body and they're not. They want you to buy a cinema camera. Canon will tell you, Canon and told me to my face at NAB, you want to film video, get a video camera. You want to take pictures, get a picture camera. Stop trying to do it with both. Period. Sony is like, nah, bro. We about to give you everything. So definitely something to think about. Um, you, heat, heat is a hardware issue. The only way to keep cool heat with software is using software to limit the capabilities of the camera so that the hardware don't heat up. I, I wish I can. I wish they can just put out some firmware and you can just go all day long with the 8K. But unfortunately, it's unrealistic to think that I'm not going to spend my money in hopes that 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 come down the line. If they fix it a year from now, maybe. Yeah, I don't even want to. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even want a recorder. I I've I had a FS5 and I've had other cameras. You got that big old Inferno. I don't want all that, man. Just give me 10 bit 422 internal. I'm good. I don't want to do a recorder. That's too much batteries and crap. I just don't want to do it. I don't need 4K and 16 bit. I just don't need it. I, my clients are asking for it. So, it's just, you know, matrix photo design. He said, "Uh, product photography. I would charge a day rate for shooting plus the rate of file per images. Yeah. I, to make it easy though, to make it easy, I would just wrap it all in one because clients feel like they're getting taxed. So he's saying that for, for product photography, he would, he charges them a day rate plus per plus the file. I don't, I'll charge you a, just a day rate, right? Maximum. I'm not, I'm not going to take 3000 images. You know, I'll charge you a, a day rate that includes a certain amount of images touched up and edited, but I'm giving you everything, JPEG, everything. That's just me. So something to think about. Peter McKinnon, best friend, who also is a Canon guy, said the Sony a7S is the best video camera to get. Now, I agree. Is it worth buying an old camera and installing Magic Lantern firmware on it? That's a great question. If you're doing this professionally, then no, it's not. It's not super, super stable. It's not super stable. Um, I personally wouldn't use it for professional use. Around the house with friends, hobby, yes. Chris Lee say, please explain LUTs. Yes. Um, LUTs, look up trees. Okay, so let me explain what a LUT is. A LUT is a color setting, right? A LUT is a pre-made file that will alter the colors of your photos or video based on a certain look, right? So it's kind of hard to explain. Let me see if I can break it down. Um, how can I break down a LUT? A LUT is more of... Certain, certain, okay, you remember watching The Matrix? The Matrix had that really green tint to it. Everything it had that really green tint. If you wanted to achieve that with your video without going in and moving your uh, color bars around or moving the color around yourself, you would add a LUT that would do it automatically for you. The pros and cons to LUTs are this. If you haven't corrected the footage and you slap a LUT on it, it's kind of like spraying perfume on somebody that stink. You have to have the ability, in my opinion, you have to have the ability to correct the footage. 
Go take a shower. Then you put on cologne. You don't just put cologne on on stinky, you know, on a stinky body in hopes that it'll smell better. You'll smell like sweet funk. You don't want to be sweet, Mr. Sweet Funk. It's not a good look. Sweet funk is, is worse than regular funk. Sweet funk is the worst. Because from a distance, you're like, oh, ugh. it's a roller coaster of emotions of just, what the, you don't want that. It's not a good look. For some reason, my nose is itching like crazy today. Lutz are pre-made, but might mess up skin tones. Correct. If you don't know how to correct your footage. Lutz should be done after color correction is applied. Not just on anything. Uh, what's your advice on taking side gigs at the same time as trying to build your same niche? Should I not market the side stuff? Only I would only focus on the main stuff. The main stuff will bring you side jobs. If you got a side job that roll in, then go. I would say go do it. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying don't focus on marketing to the side jobs. Focus on marketing to the direct jobs. Yeah, so... so yeah, he he was saying um as a I, the R5 for wedding videographer is a no-go. You need something that's going it's just a no-go. If I'm doing wedding videos, A7S3 a million times over the R5. Period. Hoping for a firmware update that fixes overheating. It's it's just not it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You'll see you'll see a R5 Mark II come sooner than you think. Come sooner than you think. Um, so I can't reply deodorant. I have to get in the shower. That's right. Which mount are you uh, recommending to invest in in 2020? I'm still all in for EF mount. EF mount is Canon based. I'm still all in on EF. EF is still perfect for Black Magics. It's still perfect for Reds. You can still use them on Sony's, and you can use them on Canons with an adapter. I'm still going EF everything. That's just me. I don't I don't I don't want to gamble on what's going work in the future. I know EF mounts because of the flange distance of mirrorless cameras will continue to work forever, in my opinion, or will work for a long time. Um, the A7S2 had a firmware update that fixed overheating, but they weren't trying to protect other. Cam nope. So this is the thing. The A7S2 didn't have a firmware update to fix overheating it had a firmware update to remove the warning for overheating just like the current um a7s3 which some people say i got it to overheat no you didn't you got the warning to come on you can cut the warning off and it'll run all day the warning is just letting you know hey it's warm out here that's what the update was for it didn't prevent it from overheating so it, you know it's just something to think about um, EF over RF, definitely. RF lenses don't have, the flange distance is too close because it's made for mirrorless and you can't adapt them to anybody. I can get a, RF, a EF Sigma and put it on every single camera I have. And that's Micro Four Thirds Blackmagic Pocket. That's the Blackmagic Ursa. That's the only Sony A7, I said only, Sony A7 or any Sony mirrorless and any Canon Cinema Glass I have. And if I had an R5, it would work on that as well. EF for sure. I don't even buy a lot of E-mount lenses unless it's something that only comes in EF. I like, I mean, only comes in E-mount. I like EF lenses. Another thing that will make me buy E-mount lenses if I'm doing photography and I need a fast, super fast focusing lens, then I will get uh, an E-mount. 
The R5 was a letdown. I was I was excited about the Ibis, but never cared about AK. Hopefully, they'll have a better version soon. Andreas, if you like everything other than 8K, the R5 is a go. It's just not an 8K camera, right? I do more video than photography. Don't tell, don't, don't, don't bring me to the party promising me an 8K camera, and then you only give me a little bit of 8K. Just tell me it's a regular photography camera. Like, don't play me. Tell me it's a regular camera. Don't bring me in for that other stuff. Something to think about. I recently finished my demo reel, a two-minute version, a one-minute version. Which should I promote more? Both, depending on where you push it. The one-minute version will be all over my Instagram page. It'll be all over my probably TikTok. The two-minute version will be on my website. So I'm considering your contract pack, um, but are there the exact same itemized contract you use? Yes. The contract pack are completely, each contract is completely different, but that it, those are the contracts that I use personally. Yes. Yep. And I'm going to tell you, um, when creating them, I spent a lot of time in forums and Facebook groups just trying to find out what, what bothers you individually. Like as a, as a real estate photographer, what bo- like little stuff that I, I've done real estate photography, but I had somebody say, you know, Hey, when we do new construction, we need the owner to provide electricity so that we can light the. I'm like, I never thought about that. Okay, let's add that to the contract. You know, because a lot of times they have to provide electricity. Never thought about that. But that's in the contract to make sure that they provide. Because you got new construction. A lot of things aren't finished by the time you're taking pictures. So there's certain things you need and the ownership provided. Canon never promised a rose garden. I agree. However, they promised me 8K. And 8K for 20 minutes ain't it. That's not 8K. Nah, it's not. What advice do you have for pricing headshots for individual clients versus company offices? Same pricing structure or different? So my company price is usually a, a base price starting at how many headshots, right? So my, my photography pricing with, with corporate headshots is different than my regular video rate, right? I'll do a price based on heads. 5 to 10 is one price, 10 to 20 is one price, 20 to 30 is one price, 30 to to 50 is one price. Now, when I say one price, I mean price per head. Uh, Anything over 50, let's say, for instance, is $50 a head. Well, anything between 10 and 20 may be $80 a head, something like that. That's how I usually price it. I like the Komodo. Um, I'm, I'm definitely looking at the Komodo, but... My fear is this with the Komodo. Komodo is a, is a camera made by Red. My fear is it's going to be, and I've seen some specs, is that it'll be underspecced and overpriced because it's a Red. And I don't, I'm not too happy with Red's release method. I see too many people with Red Komodos and different colors that I can't go to the website and just buy. It's like you got to know somebody to know somebody until it goes mainstream. I'm not cool with that. I'm not cool with that. Um, so I'll wait to hear more about it. I think that, uh, I think this is going to take a hit. I think with the Sony a7S, every camera under 10 grand is going to take a hit. I just got to be real with you. Ecams taking a hit. Blackmagic pockets taking a hit. Ursus taking a hit. Everything's taking a hit. No cameras giving you 16 bit external. In fact, to get that from the FX nine, you got to spend 2,500 for an adapter. Like nobody's giving you that. Um, they've made probably the best 4k camera under 15,000. 
What's the C300 Mark II? It's coming out. It's a beast, but it's not full frame. People are forgetting about that. It's Super 35. Find another full frame 4K camera that's giving you what the A7S is giving you. I'll wait. Get your checkbook ready. Full frame is important. That's a, that's the that's a game changer. You you won't be able to find one with low light capabilities like that. So something to think about. Um, and, and people say, realistically, how future proof do you believe the A7S is? Five years, 10 years, no cameras, 10 years, no camera will last 10 years. Most cameras luckily will last five, right? Five years ago, what we got FS fives. They're okay. Um, so I think you'll be able to get a solid five years out of it. In my opinion, the Z cam F six, um, I, it's Okay. I don't know enough about their color science. I don't know enough about the company in general. That's that's the only thing that scares me with that. Like like Zcam would have to send me a camera to play with to use for a week or two for me to for me to say good things about it. I haven't seen enough. Even when I watched a lot of um even if I watched a lot of footage, I just haven't seen somebody come through and just kick butt with that camera all day. It didn't it didn't have it didn't do what the Blackmagic Pocket 4K did. Like that camera was just a game changer. Like it was just a disruptor in the industry. If you if you don't have a camera that's a disruptor, and Canon tried to do that with the 8K. They tried to have a disruptor, but it it backfired on them. Where Sony came through and was like, okay, watch this. Hold my beer. I got you. So, you know. Amino says video is harsh, but photography, my 5D Mark II is still, it still go hard. You know what? I totally agree with you. For photography, the 5D Mark II still goes hard. And for video in certain cases. But photography, yes. I tell I tell a lot of new photographers is trying to buy a camera, they're looking at you know, thousand dollar cameras. Go find you a used 5D Mark II and kill a game. Do you know what would be a good uh, market pitch for propane companies? Um, they're hit by COVID and people aren't barbecuing or having events. I know a lot of people that's barbecuing, man. Everybody's barbecuing. I'm not sure. I think a good pitch for them is to sell the idea that people are home and people, they're definitely barbecuing right now. That's how I would pitch it, to be honest with you. Let me get ready to do this. And before we wrap... Let's see. And you got to think about this, right? Let me tell you another reason why the R5 is, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Clients are asking for 8K. Canon didn't have to give you 8K. Canon, they just did it to try to be a disruptor, right? They didn't have to give you that. We're like, Why? They're not giving you that on none of their cinema cameras. That's that's how I know it's a complete gimmick is such a harsh word, but it's a complete attempt at at getting market share again. Right. It's it's a complete attempt at getting market share. The goal was never to provide you with a workhorse because they haven't provided it to their to their cinema lineup to people willing to spend 50, 40, 30, 20, 10,000 dollars on a camera. Why would they give it to you? It didn't even make it to the 1DX. That tells me it's a gimmick. That tells me it's a little bit of like, okay. It's 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 a last ditch effort to be relevant. 
in an industry that Sony is dominating right now. Panasonic is dominating right now. Like it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like people who look at it objectively are like, uh, I, I don't think I would have did that. I don't think I would have did that. So it's unfortunate. I hope that, uh, I hope that Canon figures it out. Can't, question about the Sling Studio hat guy. Can you still use it for live feeds even though you have no Wi-Fi? No, we're, you got, you, you're not going to be able to stream it. Well, you, you're not going to be able to stream it nowhere. However, you can still use it to, to capture the footage on multiple cameras. Yeah, you can definitely do that. Um, you can definitely do that. Let me, uh, speaking of that, let me add my, uh, whatchamacallit. We'll get that popping. There we go. Boom. What up, though? 313. That's what's up, Paul. What up, though? Where they at? Um, Blackmagic 4K or 5D4? Oh, man, that is such an easy question, William. You're asking me to choose between the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema Camera 4K and the Canon 5D Mark IV. Without a shadow of a half of a doubt, Blackmagic, it's not even close. It's not even close. And what's crazy is the Canon got the Super 35 sensor. It should kill it, but it's, it doesn't because because Canon is they they crippled the camera by making sure you can't uh, like it's cropped and it's just there's not it's not even close. Internal RAW, Blackmagic Pocket Cinema camera, psh, it's it's not even close. There isn't a Canon I would take for filming under the C300 Mark Mark III, the new one. Over the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema Camera 4K. I'm trying to think of a camera that's under that. Maybe the C200. Only if you want autofocus. That's it. Nothing else. Not even close. Not even close. I wish Canon would give us something in that price range. They won't. They want you to buy a C200. A C100. That's what they want you to buy. That's where their profit margins are. It's not in DSLRs or mirrorless. It just doesn't work like that. Alright. Sony got people canceling... R5 orders, pre-orders. Yeah, Sony got people canceling their pre-order. I was, listen, when I seen the specs of the R5, I wanted one. I wanted one. I was going to get one. I was like, bet we're going back to Canon. Let's go. I got all my EF stuff. Let's go. When I seen the, the, the overheating problems, I was like, nah, I'm good. I use my camera too much. It's my livelihood. I live on it. Let me make sure I pronounce this right. Blau X, good looking out on the super chat. Thanks for your knowledge you've been giving. And man, thanks for your support. Thanks for your support. For Hassan says uh four thousand dollars for 15 minutes of 8K. Ten thousand dollars for unlimited 8K. That could be the case. That could be the case. They're not gonna you think Canon's gonna give you full frame 8K out of a mirrorless camera for under five thousand? And they're giving you, they're not giving you that with a with a C three hundred for ten thousand. It's not gonna happen. I hate to break it to you. There was gonna be something to cripple the camera. I I called it long time ago. I said, yeah, it's great on paper, but we gotta find out what's the crippling factor. Just like they did the five D Mark IV. We got for four K, blah blah blah, and you get it, and it's cropped. Like yo, this is cropped four K. It's a full frame sensor here. We want all of it. Nope, not doing it. Plus, you got line skinning it, skipping the line bend. Not doing it. So, yeah, it's not a good look. Anyway, back to what I was saying, the original topic. We'll make sure I touch on this before we leave. Listen, P over P, right? 
Procedure, product over price. When you get clients to talk about that, more than they talk about the price, they're ready to go. If they're coming to you price shopping, abort, get out of there. Run, run. Take their information, add them to your email list and run. They will waste your time. Time is money. It's important that we understand that when you're dealing with clients because clients will have you come all the way to their office to talk to you about price. I am usually out of the meetings quick. If they want to talk about price more than they want to talk about what's the process and the product or the service that you're offering, they're just price shopping. Call me when you call me when your pipes are breaking and you need a plumber immediately. That's when I'm more than happy to help you and work with you. Until then, you have my information. You know where to find me. So with that being said, really quickly, I'm going to go ahead and wrap for the day because I am burning up. Listen, part three of the marketing hack video drops tomorrow at 10 a.m. It will premiere tomorrow at 10 a.m. It is a very, 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 very valuable video. I don't know if you've seen part one yet. We launched it yesterday. Part two dropped on Joni's channel today, which is very informal. A lot of information, but part three is fully loaded with more business side. That will drop tomorrow at 10 a.m. Make sure you're locked in. That video is going to go pop up in about 20 minutes with a premiere. Make sure you go click the remind button. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, and I will see you guys in the next video thursday 7 central time 7 p.m we're going live again so get ready all right y'all have a good day be safe wear your mask and i hope you were able to learn something part two is on Joni's page is at the bite shot t-h-e-b-i-t-e-s-h-o-t is part two it launched this morning make sure you guys go check it out i'll post it uh in the uh community tab in about 20 seconds for you guys all right. I'll see y'all Thursday. Stay safe. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.